Tell me what you really, really want. Hi, I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. Welcome to Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. In these episodes, we connect with courageous women who are ready to share their healing journey stories. Forgiveness is all about connecting with our inner child, connecting with our heart, and realizing we can never go back and change the circumstances, but we can certainly gain a new perspective. Mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. Want to be a guest? Visit lisadrennan.com and sign up today. Would love for you to like, rate, and leave a comment on this episode. Be sure to share it with you know will resonate the most with it. Want to learn more about aligning your thoughts with your heart? Subscribe to my website and connect for a free discovery call where we dive into divine heart alignment. Got it. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. Today, I have the beautiful Nicole Miller with us sharing her healing journey story. Before she was on a path of true healing, she was in this, she's going to challenge me with these big words. You know how I am with big words. Let me know how I do, Nicole. Tumultuous. Tumultuous. (laughs) Tumultuous. See that? Tumultuous. Say that three times fast. Real fast. See how well you do. Toxic relationship. (laughs) I love a challenge too. Tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. It's almost like tomato, tomato. Um, But she kept going into these toxic relationships one after the other, after the other. And I can so resonate with that. These toxic relationships, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a love relationship. It could be a relationship with a boss, um, a coworker, maybe even you get into a toxic relationship with, you know, somebody who's giving you personal services like a hairdresser or massage therapist or somebody. So, you know, open up your minds. Don't just think of the old love relationships when we think of toxicity in our lives. So she um, thought it was bad luck. And we all know there's no such thing as luck, right? So do you get to choose your luck? Do you get to choose your destiny? Do you get to choose your relationships? We're going to find out. So thanks for joining us. Um, we are on this healing journey with Nicole. So tell us, Nicole, thank you so much for being here as a guest. So tell us a little bit more about this bad luck, good luck that you had with these toxic relationships. What was life like like for you when you were in the heat of that moment, those moments? Thank you for having me. Um, yes. Um, I felt like anything bad that would happen to me or that could happen to me would happen to me. So I was Mm -hmm. always looking at the negative. And I think I was attracting that in my relationships, like you said, boss, love, friendships. And so I went through my life for until I was almost 35 years old, just constantly thinking that I was the world's whipping post. And that if anything bad that could happen, it's going to happen to me. When I was in my worst domestic violence situation and I was almost killed in front of my kids, I was in a courtroom having to defend myself from my abuser 
because the state had given me money to escape him. And he hauled me into court to say that I had done dishonest things with this money. And so I had to defend and show receipts that I did use that money to leave that situation. When I left that courtroom, I thought, my gosh, it's just drama, drama, drama constantly. And not the good drama. (laughs) It was always bad. Like if Lifetime could make a movie, my life has many movies. (laughs) And so I thought to myself, what can I do? I am a Christian woman and I pray a lot and I would pray, Lord, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Well, the thought that popped up was, you know what you haven't tried? Thinking positively changing your mindset, doing that, start there and see what, what, you know, you can't lose. So that's what I chose to do was I'm going to start looking at every negative, searching for the positive and changing my mindset to change my life. And that's exactly what happened. Captivating your thoughts and making them obedient to Christ is a huge, huge game changer. You know, mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. And when we can receive our thoughts and think about them, what kind of an emotion, what kind of a feeling does that create in your body? And how are you responding? This head, heart, hand connection, it gets you a new result when you start to do things differently. Mm -hmm. So it took you, how long were you in that? that turmoil and that this toxicity, I mean, and this abusive relationship where you finally said, this is enough. I I can't take it anymore. Well, the thing is, it is, is that from the time I was a small child, there was always a toxic relationship in my life. And I'm not talking just a little toxic. I mean, high levels of abuse and toxicity. And so that particular relationship only lasted a couple of years. And I prided myself that I would get rid of these toxic people after only, you know, I would cut the timeline. My last toxic relationship was four years. This one was only two years, but it was the level of how toxic it would get. And that I would allow that because I, at that time, didn't really know what I was looking for and what is really the red flags, if you will. So I think that once I decided to change my mindset, I also then educated myself on those red flags. And it has changed my life and changed even my friend groups, my work groups. Um, It's changed everything. Oh, yeah, a new perspective. When you had... Did you think you deserved it? Like when you, you said you cut the time in half every single relationship that you had gotten into. So as you became more aware of it, you identified it sooner, you were able to walk away sooner. But what made you first learn how to identify it to say, I know a lot of times women, um, especially in um, toxic relationships will say, well, I deserve it. Or they're so used to the pattern because this is how they were treated at home uh, or they were abandoned or this was happened or they feel like their their self-love and their self-worth and their self-value, their self-esteem is so low. Mm-hmm. Any attention is good attention. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel that way? Um, actually, I used to hear that that's, you know, in, in my therapy, they would say, you know, that's what you're used to. So that's what you gravitate towards. I really didn't gravitate toward that. I was gravitating toward what they were selling me in the front end, you know, they're always so good to you. And when they draw you in, and then they want to break you down. So me, I had to recognize that I didn't have any self confidence at all. Like if something bad happened to me, I took it on as it was my fault. 
And I had to really stop doing that. Um, I, I don't know how I actually viewed myself for most of my life. I think I just kind of floated and just existed. And then these people gravitated toward me. And once I realized that I had to work on me and my self-confidence, then I could say, okay, there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? To kind of recognize those, those, um, Absolutely. Because you can't, you know, you can't have a relationship with other people if you're not happy inside. If your heart's unhappy, you almost project that, you know, and we talk Mm -hmm. about the energy that we have and, you know, you can change the mood of a room by walking in and smiling and saying hi. It totally Mm -hmm. changes the person's demeanor, whoever you're with. You know, but if you're in, especially like if you're in a narcissist relationship or, you know, gaslighter or something or somebody who's just, you know, hurt people, hurt others. Mm -hmm. So having, you know, having a therapist say that you gravitate towards them or you, you know, it's almost like they're, you're a magnet, you're pulling them in. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, wait a minute, you're supposed to be my therapist. How am I supposed to change this? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's a a lot of times your therapists are just speaking from a textbook standpoint and they're not really Mm -hmm. in it. When you're in it, what you're looking for is the reason you stay so long is you're looking for them to treat you the way they did in the beginning. You know, you were so sweet to me. You were that person. Why won't you come back? And you have to realize in yourself, they're lost. So you need to move on, have courage and say, no, it's not me. They're trying to drag me in, not the other way around. I don't want to be drug in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked, I've spoken to a lot of, um, a lot of the guests on my podcast have experienced similar things. And most of them come to the realization that you need to draw a circle and stand in the center and say, okay, I can't change you, but I can certainly change me mm-hmm. and not to give someone else permission to treat you that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the key here, I think is recognizing it so that you don't avoid it. So what were some of the things that made you think it was okay that this person was treating you like so how would you recognize if somebody watching this is in this type of relationship or they just got out of this type of relationship, they want to avoid it again. How do you recognize if this person is, is, you know, a toxic person? Cause you're saying that they're wooing you, they're, they're doing all the right things and you're falling for it. So why, why, what makes a woman not strong enough to say, wait a minute, something's not right. Like they're being too nice. Like how do you get out of that victim mode to say, Hey, this happened to me instead of for me. Mm-hmm. And how do I recognize this in, in the future so that I don't end up with this job with this, you know, with this crazy boss or, you know, I, I don't not into this toxic relationship in any aspect of my life. So what I say is I write down because sometimes if you put it into writing, you won't forget if you verbalize, sometimes we verbalize things. This is what I need, want, and these are my boundaries. But then as we're in a relationship with a boss, friend, or lover, sometimes we forget what our own boundaries are. So I say, write down deal breakers. This is a deal breaker. Five things. If these people do this to cross over and harm me emotionally, physically, or what have you, this is a deal breaker. If they ask for forgiveness, give them one more chance. Everybody deserves forgiveness. People can change. I don't believe in you can't change. I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago. You can change, but not everybody wants to change. So if you can put those boundaries down and somebody crosses over them and they say, well, I'm sorry, 
but you're noticing that they're only sorry because you being in their life is beneficial to them, then you need to say, okay, no, I need to do, it has to be a two-way street. It can't be just one-sided. Exactly. I love that. And the writing it down is really powerful. Something about pen and paper, it just Mm -hmm. totally changes the way we view things. And I would like to take that one step further. When you write it down, think about the ideal person you want to be with, you want to mate with, you want to have a boss for, like, you know, maybe you want to be self-employed, but whatever that dream is, write down what you want, what your future self wants, and then reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. So then you know, okay, this is what I'm looking for. And you don't, you know, I want a strong Christian man who loves the Lord more than anything else. I want, you know, somebody who's, you know, I can talk to and approach and whatever those qualities are. And most likely they're going to be very similar to what your qualities are, your values. Yep. Keeping it simple and realistic. I mean, you know, I want a millionaire. Well, okay. So don't we all, but (laughs) keeping it simple and realistic. I want respect because I give respect. I want, you know, to be paid well, because I give 110%. I want to be valued because I bring a lot to value, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you know, when you're, when you're um, joyful within yourself and you know what you really want, what's going to make your heart happy and then making that list. And sometimes it's going to take more than just one sitting to do it. It Mm -hmm. takes Think about how long it took to get out of that mess, how you got into that mess, getting down to the root cause of it. Um, you know, and I know you have programs, but in my program, Divine Heart Alignment, we get down, I have a seven deep flip and we get down to the root cause of why, what's our why, why are we doing something and then flipping it, you know, taking that negative, turning into positive and really knowing what our heart wants and having that joy unspeakable and that peace beyond understanding. And for Christians, I know, A lot of times we have the book answer, but we don't have that relationship and we're not really connecting. You know, we, we, we go to church, we read the Bible, we do all the things, but it's like a checklist. It becomes almost robotic and Mm -hmm. we have to stop and say, no, this is about a relationship. This is about me connecting with the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, your will, your way, let me connect with you. And I want to, I want to live for you because, you know, what's going to happen if I just keep getting in my own way and, and all that pride keeps getting in my own way. You had mentioned forgiveness, which this is forgiving the girl inside. It's forgiving yours truly. A lot of people in my audience look in the mirror and can't forgive themselves for past mistakes, shame and guilt, whatever it is they may be dealing with. What's the de- what, is, what, what does forgiveness mean to you when you say you forgive? You can forgive that person. What does that mean to you? What it means to me is that I may not forget the things that they have done or said, but moving forward, I can sit down and say, hey, this is how I feel. And if I get a response back that is positive to continue, I can forgive so that I can go on with my life and I'm not stuck running in place. I feel like if you don't forgive yourself and you don't forgive others that have wronged you, then you're gonna, you're stuck running in place, stuck in p- the past. And when you stay stuck in the past, you find yourself being unfulfilled and unhappy. So to be able to say, I forgive you and mean it and let it go is to really put that first foot forward to a better future, definitely. Yeah, it's so powerful. And and that's it. It's so simple. 
so simple we miss it. I hear so many people say, well, I refuse to forgive. I'm never going to forgive, you know, so and so. It's like, well, you're only hurting yourself because you're yeah. holding on to that pain and it takes more energy to hold on to that pain than it does to let go. So you can move forward. And it's so simple. I forgive you. Done. Move on. And yeah. no, it doesn't give that person permission to hurt you again. You're never going to forget. I, I've done things that I'm never going to forget, but as I process them and as I forgive myself and grieve and move forward and understand how I am forgiven because God forgives me, I can forgive myself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I'm still going to get triggered, but it's not Mm going to hurt as much because I've examined it and I've understood it. I know my part and we can never go back and change what happened. We can't change those circumstances, but we can certainly change our perspective. So what is your, what's your passion? What's, what's your purpose here on earth? Um, My purpose here on earth, I hope (laughs) (laughs) to inspire people that have been through it, who've been through the bad, because I do have a giant story and it stems back from even before I was born. Um, You know, you are treated the way people learn and are raised to treat others. And so I hope to inspire people to say, hey, you may be stuck in a bad situation. You may be going through hell, but that doesn't mean your whole life has to be hell. You can get through it and you can move on and you can live a fulfilled, better and happy life, a truly happy life. So that's my my hope <laughs> for being on this earth. <laughs> do, you, do you offer a program or courses or what do you I am offer? still in the processes of creating that. Um, I have a Facebook page called Nicole the Content Contessa where I do share stories and I share um, business um, advice, especially when it comes to being in a toxic relationship, so personal or business on how to identify whether you're in a toxic relationship and how to kind of change that, that path for yourself to finding true, absolute happiness and peace. So I'm still in the, I'm still in the stages of. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's great to get started on your mission. What inspired you to begin this? Um, I mean, I guess being in the childhood that I was in, I was, locked in my room. My mom was an alcoholic. So was her boyfriend. I was mistreated by both of them, him more so. And then as I grew, my mother and I had a terrible relationship and it just got worse even into my thirties. And during all those dark, dark times, I used to think, okay, you're going through this for a reason. And so reconnecting with some of my high school friends. One of them is a motivational speaker. Her name is Wendy Babcock. And she knew my life and she was on the stage and she was showing me that, hey man, you can do it. And she also said, you need to share your story. And so her encouragement is really what's kind of gotten me into this whole avenue. So that's awesome. Well I love that you're listening to your heart. And yeah. God's direction as to reaching out and helping other women who have similar stories to yourself, because it's it's so needed out there. We need to know that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. So I will um, we'll put the link to Nicole's group in the description. And you, if you know anybody that would benefit from hearing this, from hearing Nicole's story, please share it with them. And thank you so much, Nicole, for being here. 
And Lisa, thank you for sharing your story. I listened to your story as well. And thank you so much for being like myself and speaking up and saying, hey, it's all about being forgiving you first. You know what I mean? So I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sharing our stories is one of the hardest things that we do because it it just there's a lot of shame and guilt for things that we've done in the past. And I know for me, it it took almost until I was 40 years old before I can even grasp what a feeling was. And to be able to share my story took a lot of healing and a lot of work. And through the grace of God, when he asked me to share my story in my book, Forgiving the Girl Inside of Finding Balance, Freedom and Fun, I was like, what? No, I'm not doing that. You want me to tell people I had two abortions? No way. I swear I would never tell. And, you know, the title of this show is Never Say Never because, and that resonated, I told Nicole before we um, hopped on that, that resonated with me because there was things I said I would never do. I would never, ever live with a man. I lived with my husband before we got married. I would never, ever, you know, lose my virginity before I got married. I would never, ever. I mean, I had this whole list from when I was a kid and I, I broke all these rules and to come forward and, you know, I was so shameful and so guilty. And when I looked in the mirror, I saw like this darkness and this blackness and to be here in this, in this format and to share this way, I look back, it started in August of 20 and I'm like, wow, the Lord's really changed my heart and moved our hearts. And it's, and you're yours as well. You're like, if you think back of where you were, you said it was around the 35 mark. There's something special between There's 35 and 40 about that happens. That Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 40 is a, is a great number in the Bible. And, you know, that's the, the purification. That's, you know, 40, 40 years in the desert, 40 days in the <laughs> desert. There's something yeah. special about 40. Um, definitely a cleansing period. So remember, you are not alone. There are so many women who have shared their stories. Um, go through the um, past podcast. Listen, if, if Nicole's story resonates with you, reach out to her. And if my story re- resonates, reach out. We are here to support. It's a safe place. There's no judgment. Um, we just want you to find that unspeakable joy. And it comes when you ask God to be your CEO, when you captivate your thoughts, make them obedient to Christ, and you just start celebrating and giving thanks in all circumstances because everything we've been through, there's a purpose, there's a message in our in our mess. And remember, it's all a matter of the heart. Ministries, a safe place for courageous women healing from post-abortion.